Last time on Pokemon Rollout, the battle with the monster Mega Swampert ensued, with Charlie, Professor Sneeze, and Rouse the Zoroark on the floor of the Pokemon Center, and Liliana on the rafters above. The fight began with Hollow the Trevenant setting a leech seed, while Melody the Wigglytuff put the water Pokemon to sleep. Despite being drowsy, the Mega Swampert was able to tear the rafters down, bringing Liliana into the fight. The trainers shifted their teams mid-battle, bringing in Harry the Absol, Spicy the Ghostly Torterra, and Arthur the Honedge. The battle was fierce as the team chipped away at the monster while it dealt devastating blows. The muscle-bound monster fainted Harry and nearly knocked out Liliana if it weren't for some encouraging words from Charlie. The battle ended swiftly when a curse from Spicy and a critical dynamic punch from Boss the Primate brought the Mega Swampert down, ending its terrible reign over Rikuten. What will the town do with the subdued Pokémon? What awaits our trainers after this victory? Find out today on Pokémon Rollout! Welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Nick, but these guys call me their Game Master. And you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. What's your name? I'm Paul, and I play Charlie uh, All Up in Your Sheet Pine. Wow. <laughs> I'm Michael, and I play Professor Rudimentus. Time travel is the most excellent adventure sneeze. And I'm Lydia, and I play Liliana, Old Lady Grantham Sass Shadow Carter. <laughs> yes! Uh, that was a good one. Excellent, yes. And by the way, I said I said sheet, like, you know, like a character sheet. Yeah, yeah. we're all in our sheet. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking at mine right now. <laughs> so, if you guys remember from last time... You just managed to defeat the last of the monster Pokemon, Giant Angry Swampert. I was going through that. Um, I'm going to fast forward a bit because I got a little hectic after that for you guys. Just to let you know, after you kind of took down the Swampert, everything was going on, uh, the nurse came out and about the same time you heard kind of the sounds of people fighting outside. And it sounds like the uh, men from the mine and the men and women from the mine, the adults... Yeah, the adults from the mine were all coming back and were fighting the... The, uh, the adult miners. The adult miners, yes. <laughs> Get dirty uh, with yeah. the miners. <laughs> we're fighting Mine the weasels. <laughs> it's Leviosa! <laughs> all of my characters are 12 today. 
No, just, just your the players. players. <laughs> oh! <laughs> A virtual high five! Yikes. <laughs> yeah, got him. Yikes. <laughs> yes. It's one of those adventures that we're gonna get five feet out of the town before the episode ends. Right? <laughs> also, I, I love how, like, we haven't talked to each other in, like, a month, and we haven't missed a beat. <laughs> Hard to miss a beat when you were when you were never on beat to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ooh. He's just mad he's not on our level. <laughs> <laughs> he's so high, high above me. He's so lovely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so Cleopatra, Joan of Arc, or Aphrodite, or Aphrodite. <laughs> we really aren't going to get anywhere today, are we? No. Nope. Um, <laughs> so yes, all of the miners were fighting the weasel outside. Well, everything was working through. So it got a little hectic through there, but you end up getting patched up and working through everything. The uh, monster Pokemon are able to be restrained. No one knows where the Pokeballs are. They obviously have them because it's impossible to catch them but they don't mm-hmm. seem to have brought them with them or have them around, so um, they have to essentially be restrained or kept unconscious as much as possible as they're working through everything there. I'm just imagining them, like, slightly waking up and then someone just smacks them on the top of their head and they just <laughs> fall back down again. No. <laughs> that, that... Maybe it's a little more delicate and they've got, like, IVs strapped to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, they, they do have a Pokemon center so they can manage that. <laughs> you know, they don't. They they don't have to have people with sticks, though. There were no shortage of volunteers. Um, I mean, that, that's what I was thinking. You know, I'm like, I'm like, yay! We fainted. We fainted all the monster Pokemon. How the heck do we restrain a Mega Swampert? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you keep it unconscious and hope it doesn't wake up. Basically. Well, that's why you but, have someone in your team with uh, medical ed. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would say, as part and parcel with that, one thing that they do is you get you guys are the ones who are patched up the fastest, even if the miners are still kind of dealing with days of overwork and some malnutrition and everything going on. Well, years of it, honestly. Um, You guys are patched up the quickest because you are able to head out to get to a ranger station the fastest, most likely, and you have the Pokemon to manage it in case you run into wild wild Pokemon. Sure, makes sense. So, So essentially, they're, they're apologizing. They're like, thank you, you've already done so much for us. If we had anything to give you, we would. And one of them kind of gestures vaguely to the town where half of the buildings are upside down. That doesn't mean there isn't hidden things. You're just being lazy. (laughs) (laughs) We appreciate... We, um, I think we're gonna pass by the center for the rangers in Highkeep. Um, we'll we'll let them know as we pass by. Highkeep is actually about... Two or th- is actually about three or four days south of here. Um, there, the closest one would be the ranger station in Landsmeet, which is about a day's travel away. Well, when we get to Landsmeet, we'll uh, we'll tell the rangers that um, that you could use some help here. Um, we'll let them know about the monster Pokemon, especially by shooting by taking the shoots out of uh, the monastery of the Scaled Fist. You guys bypassed high shooting, entirely. Shooting, not shooting. Yes. C-H. <laughs> yep. And the real fun part is, uh, where Liliana landed, you realize that was a pseudo-laundry shoot. 
trash you. <laughs> a, a pseudo shoot? Hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, but and so, all right, and that, that's where like, please send there. We need any help we can get. We're gonna recover as much as we can here, but any help we can get. Should we assume that all of our Pokemon on our team are fully healed? Yes. I say I hope so because that's what I just yes. did. <laughs> you and okay. your Pokemon are fully healed. Sorry, I'm uh, late to the game. Do you? <laughs> No worries. Do you have any memory of how many injuries you you had? Like, what was the most amount of injuries on a single Pokemon for you guys? Harry uh, had oh. six. Oh, Harry Jesus. had six. I, the most I had two. I have five. <laughs> okay. You, on myself. Liliana had five. Okay, so yes. Liliana yeah, Charlie, had, Charlie had three. But yeah, Harry had six. Liliana had five and Harry had six. And I somehow... Arthur is the only one of my Pokemon that had an injury. Uh, Spicy had two injuries. Yes. Okay. <laughs> did I, I did my did my team just go in and take all the damage? Like Bernie had, I think, four or five. Nilly had yeah. uh, at least three. Mm-hmm. You also <laughs> went and battled someone by yourself, though, too. That is yes. true. That's true. That's true. Trigger has one injury. Uh, I know Sparky has a lot. Uh, my team is basically a stall team, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Professor Sneeze's Pokemon injuries. have a lot of. Oh, you're have, one of those have, players. Is <laughs> a lot of HP. Yep. yep. I see. In in Magic, I play Blue White Control, so. Bruce has five injuries. <laughs> okay, so, um, for each inch, so a Pokemon Center takes one hour to heal you back to full health, heal all status conditions, and restore frequency of daily frequency moves. However, for each injury you have, healing takes an additional 30 minutes. If the trainer or Pokemon has five or more injuries, it takes one additional hour per injury instead. Ugh. Oh, boy. And then also, if I recall correctly, they can't uh, heal more than three injuries in a day. Pokemon centers can remove a maximum of three injuries per per day. Oh, man. So it means we, we hung out there for at least two days. Um, either you hung out for two days or you left with a few injuries and at full health. No, let's go back down to zero for everything. I That's okay. what I vote for. So basically, you went overnight for this, and so everything... Yeah. Like, there's kind of a weird celebration slash recovering from a disaster feeling over the night and everything, as everyone's trying to salvage what they can, get food and everything together, and figure out what to do while also being free of this thing that has been on them for seven years. Oh wow! Six or se- yeah, six or seven years now with everything, and so, but the next yeah. by the next morning you are healed back to full health in everything. Uh, Liliana and uh, Harry were in there the longest because they were the most heavily they were heavily injured. So Liliana, it took you si- it it took six hours of care for you to get back up to full health, Jeez. and that was had to be kind of spaced hmm. out for a bit. Harry was in there for seven. Wow. I really had it running for a while, but it healed you back up to full. That's the that's the usefulness of Pokemon Centers. Uh, so, so before we like make our way out and anything, like, um, Charlie asks people like, do we have any? So like these these Pokemon were caught, right? Like someone had caught these Pokemon. Like who whose are they? Like who do they belong to? They were captured. Uh, you get it from people that they, they were captured before they came here, when they were making the 
the chaos, whatever they were doing, we tried to throw Pokeballs at them and they were already caught. Yeah, so, like, I guess the question is, whose Pokemon are they? Without the Pokeball to put them in and scan or without anything there, we don't know. Is there any way to locate a Pokeball that is linked to a Pokemon? That would be a tech education check. Hey! <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Charlie has a chance to know something about this and answer his own question. Or... Actually, no, hang on. I actually upped my tech ed at the last level up, so I'm going to try it. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe this wouldn't work, but with... Would Grunge be able to sniff anything out? Grunge would be able to mark their sense and be able to attach their scent to a Pokeball if he was presented with it. So if you found a Pokeball that didn't have a Pokemon in it, but was obviously attached to a Pokemon, he could identify whose it was. Uh, since they've okay. been here for seven years, the trail is long gone cold. Alrighty. Uh, Charlie rolled an 11 in Tech Ed. I rolled a 9. 11 and a 9. I'm not attempting. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Uh, as far as you both can tell, looking over there, are probably some distinguishing marks on Pokemon, something very super superficial in your ears that would tell you um, that that would allow you to kind of attach the Pokeball to them. Again, with those rolls, you would need to see the Pokeball to attach one to the other. Okay. But you can, looking over uh, the mother specifically and the Sentinel, so the uh, Floatzel and the Starmie, you can find their distinguishing marks, and you can tell from that that they're two different ones suggesting that they belong to two different trainers. Oh, really? Hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you found the Pokeball or you saw a Pokemon with that distinguishing mark, you'd be able to match it. But you'd have to be looking for it. Uh, the Mega Swampert especially is so distorted by its Mega Evolution that has lasted for so long and whatever is going on with it that you can't find where the distinguishing mark would be. Okay. Wow, okay. Well, well, we'll keep an eye out and see what we can find out in our, our travels here. We'd appreciate it. That's Thank you. And it's very that... troubling. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that's going on that's troubling. Guys, I don't know if you noticed this, but like, I was just planning to go and like get all the badges and go fight the Elite Four, but now we're like dealing with all this... Like, there's like a cult out there or something in the in the like a, in a technology tech cult too and they're maybe on the same side but also fighting each other but not on the same side and like it's a big hairy deal and we're caught up in the middle of it and I was just trying to get the badges you you know you know what they say yeah. like you you never you never know what you're gonna find on your Pokemon journey and just like enjoy the ride I mean that's the thing that people say right no uh, I haven't heard. I haven't heard that. No, How like, philosophical uh, of Charlie. <laughs> and I mean, that's what I'm doing. I'm just, I'm just enjoying the ride, like, mm-hmm. uh, and like uh, Charlie rummages through his bag, like, where did my badges go? <laughs> <laughs> you wanna I, hold on to those? <laughs> uh, I'm. <laughs> uh, looks in, like, finds like a bottle cap. Is this anything? <laughs> <laughs> Liliana just, like, tucks one of her hands into her pockets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you put them last. 
this guy. This guy is looking to be one of the next Pokemon champions. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Katana looks at the Clear Lake badge up, uh, like, uh, you know, pinned on her or like a, a magnetized to her possibly. Like, but she, she's holding one of them and Bernie's holding one too. So it's like, man, I, I know I had more of these. Where did they go? <laughs> Katana has long since given up. <laughs> <laughs> She looks at it and then it's just like, it's better not to say anything. <laughs> I'll just keep this for him. <laughs> Charlie goes, I'll, Charlie says, uh, I'll, I'll just get another one. It's all right. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Yes. So you guys start heading on your way out of the town of uh, Rikaten. Keep going. Back towards Landsmeet. As you guys are leaving, to the, the two kids that you met, uh, Landon and Monica, come running up to say goodbye to you. Hey, you kids. Uh, don't get into trouble. Liliana gets like a side glance over at Monica, and it's just like, mm-hmm, yeah, don't get, don't get in <laughs> trouble, yep. Uh, Landon nods like, oh, of course, no, I, I see, like, I'm definitely going to become a Pokemon trainer as I'm getting older. It's so important to have stronger Pokemon and be able to work with them with you and Monica's like why would you ever trust Pokemon again so they kind of have a back and forth and well hey now hey let's let's not take it out on the Pokemon here it's perfectly normal to have Pokemon people are honestly the thing that's the worst <laughs> well, I was like, yeah, well I suppose people will always have Pokemon yes and those Pokemon I mean I don't think many Pokemon are, are evil themselves it's just uh, they're sometimes controlled by uh by evil people. Uh, I remember uh, in this uh, this uh, story once about um, these Pokemon that were deserted on an island, and some were uh, with good trainers, and some were with bad trainers. But they the the bad Pokemon didn't want to do bad things because they were weren't with the bad trainers. That was very detailed. All right, so you guys uh, start to head out then. Yeah, I think so. I guess so. But before they do, um, Liliana is going to go over to Monica and take out, like, this little purple um, bandana and, like, wrap it around Monica's arm. Be like, hey, if you're ever in Ratu, just just look for the people who have this, okay? They'll, they'll take care of you. She kind of gives you a look, but then nods and says, Alright. Yeah, yeah, you're too tough to be looked after, yeah, whatever. And she just like <laughs> puts her hand on her head and shoves her away and then walks <laughs> walks off after the other two. Alright. So you are heading out towards uh lands meeting the ranger station there. Uh Charlie, you know, even with your sense of direction, uh, you know that your parents' house is on this side of Landsmeet, closer to you than Landsmeet is. So you could come across it first. <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, guys, uh, uh, are my house is, like, really close. Do you guys want to go to my house? No. Nah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Just kidding. I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. I know, but I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, let's check out your house, Charlie. It'd be fun. Can I get perception checks from everyone? Yeah. I rolled an 8. Yeesh, I didn't roll a whole lot better. I rolled 12 on 5 dice. 
I haven't rolled anything mm. yet. There we go. Oh. <laughs> 12. <laughs> All right. 8, 12, and 12. All right, so... Uh, you are heading towards uh, where Charlie's house is. It's basically on your way to Landswing, so you're really not going that far out of your way. Um, as you're going, well before you reach where your house is, or even in sight of it, you come across a series of wooden logs that have been stripped of their bark and pounded into the ground at regular intervals. And they're stretching kind of from horizon to horizon across uh, the step in front of you. Okay. And I assume that um, this was not there when I left? No, it was not. Do you guys just keep walking up to it? What's uh, what's this all about, Charlie? And you said it goes across the horizon? It seems to go a bit just about from horizon to horizon. It's pretty large. You can't really see the end of it. It looks like it might curve inwards towards land's meat, uh, towards the edges, but it's fairly large for it. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. Like, uh, this wasn't here before. I don't know what's going on with this. Do you know Liliana? <laughs> I'm sorry. I completely zoned out for a second. Can <laughs> no. you say that again? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I mean, it was intentionally a stupid question anyway. Uh, Charlie's asking Liliana if she knows why these pillars... In a town I assume you've never been in before or around before, why those <laughs> pillows are there? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Liliana, do you know? Do you know why those pillows are there? Why? Why are any of us here, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> She's just staring him dead in the. I'm head. here to catch Pokemon. <laughs> oh well, that's the reason why the pillars are here too, so that they can catch Pokemon. Obviously. <laughs> ah. Okay. All right. As as you're talking about this and walking forward, you see that the the logs are they're just about maybe waist to chest high. Not like they're not that large. They look more like a fence than like big standing pillars or things. There, um, what behind one of them, the shadow there suddenly starts bubbling, and four shadowy black hands rise up out of it, followed by a large blue and yellow sarcophagus with glowing red eyes yeah. and bright white pointed teeth. Um, can I roll a perception check to see if I'm familiar with this? You don't need to because a moment later, g recognizes you all <laughs> and you all get the distinct uh, pleasure of seeing an ancient sarcophagus blink in sudden surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Charlie, that's your that's your cuffer Grigus. It is, yeah. <laughs> Looking you all over for a, for another moment, uh G-Pot turns around and waves one shadowy black hand towards you to follow him. As you're heading there, you also see in a strap around the sarcophagus kind of tied in place almost like a belt, there are three Pokeballs connected to that belt across on on G-Pot. Charlie did 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 G-Pot turn into a Pokémon trainer himself? Um, I don't know. Um, can I well, roll it's a just like in? the pillars. Uh, ye roll a perception instead for okay. me. Okay. It's just like the pillars. Uh, alright, my perception. Am I missing a joke here while I'm doing math? Just like the pillars, yes, it's there to catch <laughs> Uh, 19 in perception. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> 
<laughs> so, what you get from that is um, that attached to those three sections there are, uh, are those three Pokeballs. And as I'm looking at my notes, it should actually be a set of four Pokeballs. My mistake. Four Pokeballs. You recognize them, Charlie. That these are your Pokeballs. Specifically, these are the Pokeballs for Danger, the Turtonator. Okay. The Matriarch. Okay. The Malamar that you caught. Yeah. <laughs> and the Ghost Shifted Execute. Okay. Or Executor. So we're just talking about like a whole bunch of trouble here, then, aren't we? There seems to be a whole bunch of trouble attached to G Paws. Uh, Attached to Jeepaw with Pokeballs in a belt, yes. Jeepaw is the most powerful Pokemon trainer in the region. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Charlie's just excited like to see his Pokemon and, and to see those Pokeballs. He's like, oh, and like he points those out to um, Liliana and um, and Professor. He's like, look, 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 those, those are the Pokemon. Uh, the Matriarchs in that one. We should we should get her out. And yeah. uh, oh, the, the Malamar that I caught. Remember the one that I. I, I Stole from that's uh, that Malamar's there. Uh, oh, and yeah, danger. Uh, sneeze, sneeze. You remember danger, don't you? Oh, don't I? Uh, <laughs> Charlie, did you want to go back to the Pokemon Center anytime soon? Or Jeepa uh, is floating down, and at, it's still floating, but it turns and it makes eye contact with Professor Sneeze and Liliana in turn, and both times it, he just slowly shakes his head <laughs> <laughs> and goes back and keeps floating. I, I wink at him. I, I, I know. <laughs> Liliana shakes her head too. <laughs> All right. So, are you following Jeepaw farther in? Charlie doesn't see why not. Okay. So, as you're following him, and it's still towards Charlie, where your house was and where everything is. And in fact, uh, Charlie's probably standing too close to Jeepaw than he should, like knowing like where all five of those Pokemon, how they were caught. Mm -hmm. uh, Charlie's uh, walking very closely, probably closer than he should. <laughs> As you're following, Jeepaw, uh, the slight hills that you've been traveling through give away to flat, open ground with tall, yellow-green grass kind of waving idly as far as the eye can see. Yes, you are in the tall grass, don't worry. Um, even, <laughs> even from this distance, as you get through those hills in there, Charlie, you can start to make out the small blob that's your childhood home. Though there seem to be a few other a building, uh, <laughs> there seem to be a few other building-shaped blobs. From this instance, they're still blobs. Uh, much Sneeze, closer. Put on your glasses, you'll see it better. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're much closer <laughs> than any of the buildings were when you left. So there seem to be some new buildings. Uh, the farm seems to have been fenced off in several areas, marching off, marking off a patch of grass with a small pond, uh, cups of trees, and a section of stream, and a small mound of rocks with a cave on the side as well as little walkways and dirt roads, which are also new to Charlie, that wind their way from place to place. Right now, the farm seems to be mostly absent of humans, though a few Pokémon are wandering the grounds. The Pokémon look familiar to all of you, and especially to Charlie. Uh, by the time you reach the grassland closure, it's pretty much confirmed. An Ekans sleeps out in the sun, catching the last bit of summer sunlight as the days grow colder. Nearby, a Joltik snacks on a berry, contentedly sitting on a couple of blades of grass. A Rowlet and a Starly play some sort of complicated game of tag in the air, watched over by a sleepy but careful Ladian. An Elit... An El uh, Ladian, yep. An Electrike tries desperately... No. Uh, <laughs> tries desperately to start a race with a Slowpoke and a Slackoth, utterly unaware of the futility of his efforts. 
Uh, two Pikachu run around an Elekid and a Mareep, letting off occasional sparks, which are greedily eaten up by the Joltik whenever they happen. Uh, a short distance away from the pond, an Oddish and a Bellsprout follow the careful dance moves of a smiling Sunflora, a Deerling trying to copy the moves on four legs instead of two. A pair of Rhyhorn eye each other and the fence, in turn, getting progressively more worked up until a light jet of water from the pond breaks their thought process. The Remoraid goes back under the water, keeping one eye on the Rhyhorn with a Tim Pole and a Poliwag. Uh, two Fanpy are hard at work digging a pit next to the pond. And meanwhile, a small Nidoran female excitedly runs around and acts out some strange play for the Nidorino and the Nidoqueen sitting in front of her. Aww. Those two Pokemon look up at your approach and watch the three of you with very cold eyes, but make mo no move to attack at the moment. Charlie waves. <laughs> Jupon uh, moves you past to the wooded area, where uh, Pinny, the Scorapy, rushes forward to greet the three of you, trailed by her noticeably smaller Scorapy follower. <laughs> Chomps, rushing back and forth through the stream to blow off some steam, takes a moment to rear up out of the water and roar hello as well. Uh, the purple, gelatinous mass that is Blarb moves slowly through the undergrowth, eating up whatever she finds. A Litleo stomps through the trees, gleefully searching for the Purloin and the Meowth that you see peeking through the leaves. A Seedot rolls through the undergrowth as well, occasionally pecked at in what seems to be an affectionate way by a Vullaby flying nearby before it gets chased off by a watchful Scraggy. Up high in the trees, a slight buzz makes you aware of a Pineco, sleeping up high above mm. with nothing <laughs> disturbing its slumber for the moments. <laughs> Uh, a shield on plods by and nods to you, the Tortuga on its back chewing on its crest without any noticeable damage. Uh, a few <laughs> puffs of dirt tell you where a Ninkata is burrowing down for a nest, and a Corefish sits in the shallows of the stream, clicking its pincers in a distracted sort of way. Uh, now, instead of leading you to the farmhouse right away, Jeepa brings you towards the pile of rocks, gesturing you to go and take a look through the cave mouth that appears there. Uh, we, we follow, we do that. At least Charlie does. <laughs> yes. Oh. Ah, I'll go. <laughs> All right. Under in there seems to be a medium-sized cave, which seems to have been newly dug out out of the ground and shored up by wooden supports and is softly lit by electric lighting. A timber waves to the three of you as you arrive, pushing the final beam into place with the telepathic support of an LGM. Uh, a dino sleeps atop an onyx in the center of the cave. Uh, the onyx occasionally opens one eye and raises itself up to stop a Sableye from sneaking too close. <laughs> in one corner, a Larvitar and an Aeron seem to be, have gotten into some sort of an eating contest, watched over by an unblinking unknown sea. <laughs> uh, in one frost-covered corner, a Bergmite toddles around, followed by a Snover and, oddly enough, a Clink. Uh, the cave is also pretty full of ghosts. A Shuppets, a Ghastly, and a Yamask move in some delicate dance through the underground space, sometimes interacting, sometimes avoiding one another. Whatever they're doing is impenetrable. They seem to be following some sort of process, but it's hard to see what they're doing at the moment. A Dwebble and a Bulldor move sideways back and forth from a trickle of water on one side of the room to a patch of tumbled rocks on the other side, occasionally stopping to rest. Now, as you guys kind of see this and g kind of gestures for you to leave to head back out, 
Um, as you're turning to leave, a Mankey and a Poliwhirl come in carrying shovels to work on more of the space. Uh, once you're back outside, you see a Jangmo, which seems to be moving in a stomping dance across the dirt roads, flattening them out and packing them down to make them easier to use. Around the enclosures, you can see a Baltoy, a Loud Red, a Vigoroth, and Beatrice, the Vespaquen, all moving around and seeming to watch the edges of the pens to make sure that everything is running safely and nothing is broken. Uh, as you're looking at this, a familiar-looking Bonsly rushes up to you soon after you exit the cave. It and mm -hmm. Jeepaw seem to communicate for a few moments before the Kofagrigis waves and goes back towards the edge of the property. The Bonsly looks over you all for a second before gesturing with its top leaf for you to follow it towards the house. As you follow behind it, you pass by a Trubbish and a Wormadam rooting through some of the garbage cans at the side of the house. Uh, but they stop guiltily when the Bonsly glares at them as he passes. <laughs> uh, the door to the house is opened up by a Clefairy, which smiles at you all and ushers you inside. Uh, inside this comfortable little house that's from Charlie's youth, you remember it, uh, Penelope, the Deden, sits on top of a table. <laughs> Her mouse-like face screwed up in concentration as she sorts a pile of mail into several smaller piles. Uh, <laughs> underneath her, a Wismer and a white patch of fluff you recognize as an albino Swinub are sitting piled on top of each other, snoring quietly. <laughs> Chartreuse Alabaster Pine! <clears throat> a woman's voice that Charlie would recognize rings out, startling the pile of fluff under the table. Turning, you can see a woman with emerald green hair and purple eyes, looking fairly similar to Charlie and glaring at him in a way that only mothers can glare. Where have you been? And how many this time? And how could you go without giving a call or giving a, writing a letter or anything and then you start sending us a whole bunch of Pokemon out of nowhere... And you, st without still a word or a buy your leave or what's going on with anything, and you just keep sending more and more, how are we supposed to pa pack them all together and fit them all together? And so we're putting things together and people start coming in to take a look at them. So we've got to build an enclosure to keep everything safe. And then you send in a giant fire-breathing turtle. Actually, you didn't get the fire-breathing turtle that was there just for a second before someone else took them away. And then you send a giant angry old sarcophagus. You know how long it took for G-Paw to sit down and talk with us? You know how many pots of tea I had to brew? Sneezes slowly fading backwards. And everything there. And with that, you get a giant angry tree. You get a, a whole bunch of other things here. What was that tentacle thing? What was that one? It seems very, very angry. <laughs> everything else. And you never, oh, you never talk about anything. We don't know where you are, if you're fine or if everything. The only thing we know from it is that you keep sending more Pokemon. That's the only thing that can tell us that you're still alive, and then you just walk in without as much as a buy or leave. Well? Well? We can call? Ch Charlie's eyes have not left the floor since this has started, like, since, <laughs> <laughs> since, he, since he heard his middle name. Um, he very sheepishly, sheepishly looks up and goes, Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Liliana, like, waves a hand and just quietly goes, no, keep going, keep going, it's fine. <laughs> Sneezes, examining the wallpaper. <laughs> Ch Charlie's mother looks up and smiles at uh, Liliana and Professor Steve and says, Hi, welcome to the Pine House. Sorry that you're here in such... Oh, I thought it was mahogany. Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you for keeping my son safe, despite all of the trials and travails I have no doubt he's given you. Won't you <laughs> stay for tea? I'm sure that my son can stay here at least that long to visit with his family. We'd be happy to. We appreciate your hospitality. Whatever you can give us for the troubles. <laughs> uh, Charlie goes in to give her a hug. She does give you a hug back. So, like, Mom, like... So, <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, just like... You one know, hand uh, on your lip, one, one finger on your lips. It lets me sit down with a nice cup of tea and some honey. And maybe a little something stronger before you begin. Sit. Yes, ma'am. Professor Sneeze also sits. Liliana's <laughs> 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 on face and remains standing. She goes about and like makes tea and four cups of it. Actually, she makes five cups. And throws everything there and puts one in kind of like a thermos thing. Um, and as she's sitting down, she puts them out and it's like, oh, please be seated, dear. You are, uh. Oh, Liliana Shadow Garden, ma'am. No, please be seated. And I'm, yeah. I'm Professor Rudimentus Sneeze. Oh, Professor. Well, nice to meet you. I'm afraid I don't know as much about it. I, I, I don't know much besides where Professor Mankineel came and helped us out with a lot of things here, but, ah, give me a second. Professor who? Oh, Professor Mankineel, she does a lot of fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, she, she, really, she's been a lifesaver. We haven't been, we wouldn't have been able to expand and work through everything here. Uh, uh, Chartreuse's father is out, uh, talking with her now and working through everything. We're getting everything together. I think we might be able to open this up as a little, you know, kind of ranch or zoo for people to see all the different Pokemon in the place. You gotta do the best of what you have. Oh, you get to see your best friend sneeze? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she sends one of the things of tea out to, uh, gives it to the bonsai just to go out to Jeepaw there. And then she sits down with her tea and takes out a bottle of something and pours Something in it, putting it up and goes and frees it in, takes a generous sip, and like, all right, why don't you tell me where you have been, son of mine? So, uh, I mean, so like, Bernie and I, we were we were going going around around town in Landsmeet, right? And then like, uh, the gym leader said like, hey, it's 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 egg gathering day, right? And uh, I I told you about a gathering day, didn't I? The look on her face is like no. Uh, so we, so Bernie and I, we we went and we caught um, oh, we we battled a a a pawnyard and we we got this this gal here. So he points to his shoulder. Um, to Katana, Katana is not there. Are you kidding? <laughs> um, Katana <laughs> <laughs> looks and like um, uh. So uh, I have a pawn here. She's around here somewhere. She's great. She's like, uh, sh uh, uh, she she's got a personality, but like, um, but so anyways, we uh, the gym leader's like, well, now you gotta go down to um, uh, uh, to Russell Fjord and start your Pokemon journey. And so, like, I I, I went and started my Pokemon journey, and I I met uh, Liliana and Pro Professor Sneeze and uh, dragged them along to a fishing contest, and then like it's uh. Uh, we have some badges. I got, like, a couple of them here. And, oh, look at Bernie. And, uh, Charlie brings Bernie out. And, um, 
Oh, uh, you know, shows are burning. Look, he's he's big now. He's like taller than me, almost. Charlie's mother kind of sighs. It's like, Al, that woman weren't a gym leader. She can only be partially blamed here. It's good to see you, Bernie dear. I'm I'm glad you're doing well. You've been keeping him out of trouble. Bernie kind of looks over at you. It's <laughs> <laughs> back over at her. And he nods. <laughs> he decides to give you mercy. <laughs> Charlie breathes a sigh of relief. Well, that's good, at least. Do we know how long you'll be staying this time around, or are we going to leave in the middle of the night? Uh, I mean, who, who knows when I'll leave? I mean, I, and Charlie quickly, like, stops The temperature sentence. drops 10 degrees. <laughs> um, uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Charlie looks back at uh, Professor Sneeze and Liliana like I I don't think we had any particular plans we could we could we could stay here and help out a while uh, uh mom why don't, you, why don't you tell me about what what we got going on here Cause, like what's what's all the the posts for like what's what well since you've been sending us so many new friends with everything, we've had to expand a bit. I mean, we didn't have the funds for it. We were just finding food for them all and everything there. We had a little bit of being able to have people drop by and see, but most of them are pretty nice. We've got some of them have to be kept away from people, and some of the big ones, well, you know, you've seen G-Paw taking care of them, uh, but we were working for that, and then, you know, uh, Professor Mankinil dropped by, and she said she'd be able to give us uh, some help here. She, she'd be able to, you know, give us some fun. She's, uh, she's... I don't really know what kind of stuff she does, but she's got a fair amount of uh, funding and things, and she likes to see Pokemon uh, working out in their in, in their habitats and ha have people learn more about them. So she gave us some some help. She helped us to buy out some of the land around us. There really wasn't many people owning the land here, so it was more clearing out wild Pokemon than and and the dangerous ones than really you know buying the land. But we were able to expand a little more, so those. Posts are actually our new territory. We're going to have to expand out a bit. Most of the Pokemon there, that's only really a temporary measure for where they live. They're too close together. So we got to give them a little more room and kind of move out for everything. So we're really going to go be building a bit. Uh, I mean, you see right now we were just using what we had, but we should be able to hire some soon. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, quick note, uh, Charlie's heart drops when she says cleared out the wild Pokemon. <laughs> 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 it's like, now I know you have plenty of wild Pokemon. You're, uh, uh, when it comes to you, your mother has a maxed intuition score. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know you have plenty. You did not need any of them from around here. But mom! <laughs> but mom! I, I, don't I don't know, but you've been gone for who knows how long. And yes, that will be coming back quite a bit. So get used to it. Feels like you've yes. been gone for like five years almost. <laughs> <laughs> me. Uh, really quickly, just in actuality, it, in actuality, it's only been a few months, right? Like it's uh, yeah, only been a few months for you know you to vanish without a trace to your mother. For this, like, what? How old are you? Like fourteen, thirteen, sixteen, sixteen, yeah, sixteen for a sixteen-year-old to be vanished from his mother. I mean, only a few months. Only I mean, let, let, months. let's let's all be honest here. I mean, out of character. Let's be all. I'll be honest. Is she really surprised by this? <laughs> Just disappointed. Uh, but, but before we go on further, to uh, do you guys really have a few days to hang around here without doing anything? No, I don't think so. No. I I think um given the 
the urgency of, of what we just encountered in, in Rakuten, we need to we need to keep going and um, Rakuten, that, that little place is still around here? I haven't heard from them in it's been ten years or so. Or somewhere around there. Um, um Yeah, uh, um Funny how that happens, yeah. Charge Char- yeah. alabaster pun, what did you do to those good people over in Rakuten? <laughs> oh man, you should see Charlie, their houses Charlie. after he was there. It's just all upside down on oh my goodness, all the destruction to there was people trapped no, no, in a no, mine and Liliana is not ex- explaining the story. Chartreuse Alabaster Pun. We I'm upon. thinking you are going to be. Are you interrupting your mother? No, ma'am. I believe that your next stop should be the ranger station to explain to those nice men and women what has happened in that town. And if the consequences be on you, then that is the boy I raised, isn't it? Yes, ma'am. Well, Liliana like covers her mouth with a hand, so like. Mrs. Pine can't see it and just goes, It's all on you. <laughs> all your fault. Char- uh, Charlie does the thing where, like, you try, like, you kick your sibling uh, when your mom's <laughs> like, kind of half looking. <laughs> he just kicks sneeze on accident. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds to me like you need to finish your tea and then go pop on down by the ranger station if things are still alright, we'd be happy to have you back later, but it seems like that may be where you need to go. Don't worry. His father will be down in just a couple of hours, so you'll be able to meet him as well. I don't think uh, Professor is coming down today. It'd be nice to meet her, but I don't think she's here for the moment. <laughs> Can you what, when, when did we um, first encounter Professor Mankinale? You've never met Professor Mankinale. You know her name from Tulip Russo. Mm. Okay. Okay. Like I knew, I knew. Yeah, okay. I'm yep. trying to think. If, will, will this be something Charlie would remember? No, because this was only a conversation between Professor Sneeze and Tulip. Gotcha. And I don't oh. know if he mentioned the name. I retract my snarky comment from earlier. That. <laughs> you, you could say that it was just Liliana realizing that uh, Professor Sneeze was very discomforted by it and was just leaning into the chaos. Then I retract my retraction. <laughs> you know, as, as you know, she, she did actually, uh, you know, Chartreuse, you really should meet her, I think. She, she was actually interested in, in talking to you, now that I'm, uh, I think about it. Really? Why, why did she say? Oh, I don't know. You know how it is. I talk about you a little bit here and there. Nothing good lately. <laughs> Perhaps as a, um, a, a fellow uh, Pokemon professor in uh, professional capacity, I can um, procure an introduction of this sort. I think she would love that. That, that would be lovely. I know how uh, you. I know how you professorial types like to talk. <laughs> oh, yes, that's yep. Um, well, uh, if I were to go and try to find her now. Uh, by the way, now that the attention is off of him, Charlie is releasing all of his uh, Pokemon as well. Like, so, um, uh, Nilly's coming out, uh, Giggles, uh, Hollow, uh, Absol, uh, Harry the Absol. Released a, you released a Trevenant, a living tree, well, an undead tree, in a house. 
No, 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 no. I'm talking about like the Pokemon, like the Pokemon I have on me. Hollow is a living tree. Oh. Uh. Yeah, Hollow is evolved. Hollow is a trepanant. Hollow is evolved. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um. Yep. Uh, you, you gotta figure out how to get out that door. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you, you just asked this question. So uh, Charlie's mother turns to you first and says, "Oh well." We usually be, it's mostly by appointment, you know, but we meet her at uh, the municipal building there in Lansby. Chartreuse, Alabaster Pine, what are you doing? But my my Pokemon, they want to run and see all their friends and stuff. Thank you very much, gotta go. Wait until they're outside. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, sorry, Mom. Uh, although Charlie does let out Harry, and he's like, uh, he's like, uh, kind of like, uh, gives Harry, uh, like, uh, some eyes, like saying, like, hey, why didn't you warn me this danger was coming? Harry's eyes are just back to like there are some things even I can't save you from (laughs) it's like oh well isn't he lovely now I will see you back provided you aren't arrested at 6 o'clock sharp for dinner chartreuse yes ma'am well alright and you guys head on your way towards landsmeet you're gonna head there first. Um, sneeze wants to anyway. Um, and might uh, brief the others along the way if we if want to go that way together. Up to you guys. Yeah, I I don't see okay. any reason to split up. Yeah, I mean I suppose we could split up where some of us go straight to the ranger station, but I think this is fine. Yeah, I'm fine with going to make a meal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in character, Charlie says, "Yeah, let's go uh, find this uh, this uh, manky manky person." <laughs> um, Sneeze explains a long way. You remember, remember that woman with the the pink hair, the metallic eye implants at the at the tournament. Yeah, she was a freak. Her, her name was Tulip. Um, yeah, she was she, also uh, she was in um, uh, uh, Loki, the Sea Village. Not yep. Loki. Yeah, the siege. Yep, Loki. That's yep. She was there. And she um, threatened oh, that one dude, whose name yeah. I'm forgetting. The mustache. <laughs> Names don't matter in this Bob. in this show. Brent Bre- Oh Brentley. yeah, Wesley. Wesley. But yeah, okay, yeah, but yeah, so yeah, we we know we know Tulip, yeah. Well, she told me that I should talk to this Professor Mankinel. I'm not. What, uh, what, um, what she might be about. So I'm, I'm going into this with a good deal of caution, but, um, Professor Manganiel theoretically has some sort of expertise or information that could, um, help us know maybe what's going on with the, the futurists. Because I think Tulip was one of the futurists. Why are you whispering when it's just the three of us? And Charlie looks around. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. It's just I don't. I don't want to. You, you know what I'm saying, though. We should. We should go in with caution here and not. Not say too much. So Charlie, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, uh, Char- Charlie starts to open his mouth, uh, but Katana, nope. who, 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 but Katana, who's now returned, uh, yep. puts her blade up to it and yep. stops him. Just like. <laughs> 
All right, so you're heading there. You get to a small rise as you're getting there, kind of that's been blocking the view there. Uh, Professor Sneeze and Liliana, the moment that you see lands meet, you realize why Charlie has no sense of direction. <laughs> it's pointless from where he grew up. Landsmeet sprawls in front of you. The crossroad city, the last stop to the wild, looks like, honestly, it's difficult to describe. It definitely doesn't look like it was designed carefully. Roads shoot off at odd angles and intersect almost randomly, creating snarls of five-way, six-way, seven-way, and quite possibly ten-way intersections to confuse matters as well as dead ends and meandering roads that simply peter out into the wilderness. But it also doesn't look organic. Due to the windstorms that can strike this area, very few buildings break above two stories, and they're mostly blocky, uniform buildings designed for residents or commerce with an equal amount of indifference. To make up for this blandness, most sections of Landsmeet have supplemented their rather uniform buildings with colorful paint, fanciful bits of ornamentation, or in some cases, bright neon signage that shines out even during the day, making each section a bewildering array of color, sound, and shape. The only recognizable buildings in the town from where you are is the Pokemon Center, distinctive in architecture against all the other buildings, and the center of an offshoot sprawl outside of the main center, and the gym, which is in the center of town, but looks more like an office building than a place for Pokemon battling. Charlie would know that the true gym in Landsmeet is several places around the town itself, where Alba challenges prospective trainers to races and other tests of speed and skill. The gym is a government building where the gym leader rarely enters. In fact, if you had to guess what the municipal building was, it's probably the gym. Uh, you remember that Landsmeet has a reputation for being a place where anyone and anything can be bought and sold. And looking now, you can almost see it. A person could disappear into this mess of humanity without trying, vanishing down a side alley and slipping away, another face in a crowd of faces on bewildering streets. The rangers could do more, no more, or could no more police this warren than they could map out all of the crystal caverns. Now, that doesn't mean that there isn't any sort of observation going on. From where you're standing on a slight rise to the south of the city, you kind of looped down south and around on the southeastern edge. You can see three squat towers of heavy stone. One to the west, one to the north, and one to the east. Each one is about a mile or so outside of the city itself, next to the only clear road leading away from the town in their direction. The history of the Chandi region, which all of you know simply by living in it, regardless of your background, uh, this is one of the earliest things you know, uh, through childhood even, tells you that these towers have two purposes. In the first place, they stand watch to make sure that no one leaves Landsmeet towards any of these dangerous directions without the badges that they need to cross such a dangerous ground. Three badges to go west, five badges to go north, sorry, three badges to go, yeah, three badges to go west, five badges to go north, and seven badges to go east. In the second place, these towers are the first warning sign when something dangerous comes out of those wilderness areas and makes it way, its way towards the city. A pack of over-leveled Pokemon which still haunt these wilds are worse, a Ravager Pokemon. These three towers stand in silent sentinel over the city, providing a strange contrast to the mess of streets, colorful lights, and teeming human forms. Taken together, they preach an interesting message. Anything goes within the city of Landsmeet, but nothing escapes it without notice. You can disappear in the city, but you can't leave it without being seen. And I think that might be all the time we have for today. Oh! <laughs>
and challenge accepted. <laughs> Thank you for joining <laughs> us this week. You can find us online at tapsradio.org slash Pokemon rollout, on Twitter at Podcast, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Rollout. Join our Facebook group, the Pokemon Rollout Taproom. As long as you're not a robot, we'll approve your request to join. There you can join the conversation with creators and fans and become a part of the Pokemon Rollout community. Also, follow our network on Twitter, at Tapster Radio, and check out some of our other great shows at tapsterradio.org, like Intermission, Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch, Freddy Goes to a Podcast, and Us Play Fiasco. A special thank you to Rocco W for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles, and feel free to check the show notes for the other music and sound effects used in this episode. Once again, I'm Nick, and I'm doing a quick shout-out to Ben Ahrens and Berserker, who are two of our new patrons. Thank you so much. Uh, you can follow Woo, me on Twitter yay. if I ever do post there again, which I really should, at Nick. I'm Paul. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at ProfSnag. And uh, I really do love having conversations with you folks in our Discord, as well as our uh, our Facebook tap room. Come join us, say hi there, and uh, join the conversation. I'm Michael. Uh, I'm on Twitter at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L. And I also would like to shout out a new patron, T. Dr. Tree. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, everything you've got there is your, your handle. So, uh, yes, thank you so much uh, for your patronage. And I am Lydia, and you can follow me on Twitter at L-I-L underscore Shadow 8. And I would like to give a shout out to... Julia Egan, thank you for becoming a patron and supporting us. Uh, there always has to be a hive of scum and villainy, doesn't there? You can follow me on Twitter at Behind Your Eyelid. That's Behind Your E Y E L I. If you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollups, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you really like us, donate to us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash PokeRollPodcast and get some sweet rewards. Special thanks to our patrons, Gabe Thomas, Kyle Albert, Berserker, Blake Arnold, Dean Frostmage, Scotty Newton, Blue Draken, Lance, Chandler Shack, Matt Carlton, Andrew Case, Ursa93, Michael, Richie Hammer, Terry Fow, Tim Jacobson, Eric Lonquist, Peter Stadmuller, Mark Smith, Dr. Adeno, Legendary, David Harshman, Box Cheese, Froxus, DGZ, and Nathan Jester that we uh, announced as well, like Matt Aarons. Or I think the list needs to be updated. Yes, there, ben Aarons okay. and a few others. Yes, we, you heard <laughs> us called out before. Sorry about that. Uh, you guys are awesome and we can't say it enough. We really appreciate all that you, the gentle listeners, do for us. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you later. Bye! Bye! Recording for more than a half hour. I'm so. at 22 oh. minutes. I still need I'm to get 20, the so. sheet up. Ah, okay. Yes. Clean up my sheets. Yeah, come on. Get, clean get up your, your sheets. Get your sheet together. Get your sheet together. Sorry, Yipes. the file you have requested has been Yipes. deleted. What? 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 Huh? Oh. It what? can't have been deleted. I'm looking at it. Yep. Never mind. Here it is.
Are you looking at it, or are you looking at a ghost? <laughs> Michael, are you looking at Lydia's sheet? <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you know. mean, are you looking Paul at my really sheet? What's wrong with my sheet? No, nothing. Liliana, Liliana is doing fine. Liliana is doing fine. <laughs> I'm getting nervous for a five colon seven. <laughs> Concentrate. Concentrate. They, they are making rather <laughs> crass jokes and laughing. Yeah, that's me. Oh. Sorry. You guys, this is a family-friendly show. What? We're just talking about your sheets. What, what, I was like, what, what made it worse is that all of you have character sheets. In three, two, one. So I clapped and I didn't yeah. know where to look. I was like, what am I looking for? Where is this? <laughs> I, I, I have it. I'm, I'm at least within a okay. second of where it needs to be. Okay. Where am I? <laughs> no, like, I Who are you like, people? Where am I? Because I'm, I'm looking at my screen that has all the, the stuff, and then like I'm recording on my iPad right here, and I'm like, where's the time? Where, what am I looking for? <laughs> You could oh. you couldn't have just asked us to wait or anything. We wouldn't have listened Artin? to you. Good oh, call. Well, it was the thing like I was all in on clapping. I'm like, yeah, let's clap, let's do it. And then I, it was like <laughs> after I clapped, I'm like, wait, what like, am I oh, looking yeah. for? There, there, there are more steps to this than just clapping. Oh boy. <laughs> what I was saying is we don't have to have Rotom show up again. No, no, no. Mine no, is working no. so far. Don't, yeah, don't, don't invoke Rotom. <laughs> they don't say, say Arceus is third time or he'll be ha. here. <laughs> Beetlejuice? So. No. <laughs> <laughs> Beetletom? Rotaljuice? This musical has really good music. Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you. <laughs> Tom Juice. <laughs> Don't you see? everything there, and it puts one in kind of like a thermos thing. Um, and as she's setting down, she puts him out, and it's like, oh, please be seated, dear. You are, uh. No, all right. I'm please what? Please be seated. You know. She was oh. asking for your name. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was waiting for her to, to like, describe her. You are, uh. It was like, and you are. That's better. You are. <laughs> Got it. Prop, prop. I, I love, quick side comment. I, I know Nick knows this character's name, and I, I know it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all right. I gave um, him several names, so he, has, he that was Yep. Fun. Okay. <laughs> um, well, she. You were actually very close. Was... It was Bentley Granberg. Yes, yes, Granberg. Yes, and his name was actually Wesley Granberg. But <laughs> and I said Brantley because I know I knew Brantley was disguise. wrong. But anyways, okay, that was fun. So originally, uh, Charlie's mother was going to have a Minnesotan accent, but then <laughs> I said yep. your full name, and it was like, nope, this is Southern. <laughs> this is Did full Georgia Southern. Did yes. You make up that middle name? Because okay, I, I, I asked like... you before and I didn't get it, and I'm like, well, it's going to be something funny. So. All right. No, I love it. I love it. It was great. Um, I do have to say, Nick, Nick, like, I had something planned, like, probably for a year for this episode, but mm. you did such a better job <laughs> oh, than no what I did. So thank you so much. Because what I was going to do is I was going to, 
um, with more preparations. I was going to like have a name for all of my Pokemon, even the unnamed ones. Mm. I was going to go back and give them names, mm-hmm. and and then I'd be like, oh yeah, there's this one and this one and this one and this one and this mm-hmm. one, and take up like five minutes naming all of my Pokemon. <laughs> 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 But uh, I I like what you did a lot a lot a lot more. So thank you. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I was being, I say I I was being poetic, sort of. Mm. Poetry's for losers and English majors. Wait a second. I have an English minor, so. <laughs> we don't take kindly to to uh, you highfalutin folks over here. Here at Tapestry Radio. Ew. Ta- Tapestry Radio. Yeah, you can't say tapestry with a southern accent or, or a. Ta- tapestry. Tapestry Radio. It doesn't sound right with that. But then I guess not really a southern, but the tapestry radio. The, the audacity. Get on down to that tapestry radio. <laughs> Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Pokemon Rollout. We need to record on the Tapestry Radio Network. That's that's again one of those glass of that Pokemon juice. That's one of those words that you only expect to hear in that accent in response and confusion to what the word means. Like someone says, "Oh, there's a tapestry here." A tapestry. A tapestry. Uh, well, we, Sam Hill's a tapestry. tapestry. I think that we was now. my cousin's name. <laughs> Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Obviated objects of oblivion. Obambulating about. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. In the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org. From From our our fancy fancy to to yours. yours.